It's Saturday, October the 24th, and this is your morning briefing from The Economist. Coming up, a ceasefire in Libya and a new COVID high in America. First, the week in brief. Libya's two warring factions signed a permanent ceasefire agreement which could bring an end to the country's civil war. The agreement also compels all foreign combatants to leave the country within three months. Russian and Turkish fighters are among those on the ground. Libya has been at war with itself since the toppling of Muammar Gaddafi in 2011. Israel and Sudan agreed to take steps to normalize relations, a deal brokered with the help of America. Earlier this week, Donald Trump removed Sudan from a list of state sponsors of terrorism. In recent weeks, his administration has overseen similar agreements between Israel and two other adversaries, the United Arab Emirates and Bahrain. More than 83,000 people in America tested positive for COVID-19 on Friday, smashing a single-day record set in July. There have been nearly 442,000 new cases reported in the country over the past seven days. The Midwest, home to several battleground states in the upcoming presidential election, is driving the virus's resurgence. The European Parliament rejected a proposal to ban terms such as burger and sausage to describe plant-based food. Europe's farming lobby had claimed that using meat-like names for vegan products could confuse consumers. Although veggie sausages were spared, a majority of parliamentarians did vote to ban descriptors such as cheese-like for alternatives to dairy products. Recep Tayyip Erdogan, Turkey's president, confirmed that the army had tested its Russian-made S-400 anti-aircraft missile system. America had threatened sanctions if Turkey, a fellow NATO member, activated the system. Last year, America cancelled the sale of 100 F-35 fighter jets to Turkey in response to the purchase of the Russian weapons. America's Food and Drug Administration approved remdesivir, an antiviral drug for use in treating COVID-19. It is the first treatment to be so approved by the regulator, although it has been allowed for emergency use since May. Last week, the World Health Organization said the drug has little to no effect on patients' chances of survival. And the euro area's IHS market purchasing managers index covering both goods and services slipped to 49.4 in October from 50.4 in September. Any figure under 50 indicates contraction. The index for Germany was almost unchanged at 54.5, but France's fell to 47.3 as its economy was hit by another wave of COVID-19 infections. And now, here's today's agenda. You are what you read. Dark archives. The only books that are controversial not for the ideas they contain, but for the physical makeup of the object itself. So writes Megan Rosenblum, a librarian of books made from the skin of corpses. Her new book, Dark Archives, made from normal paper, chronicles Ms. Rosenblum's visits to various libraries and her conversations with historians and medical students as she unravels the history behind anthropodermic bibliopagy, the practice of binding books in human skin. Few skin-bound books still exist. Of 50 or so counted by Ms. Rosenblum, some were shown to use animal hide. But she traces most to 19th century doctors, markedly different from the sinister figures one might expect. 
This revelation is less startling when considering, as Ms. Rosenblum does, the doctor's tendency to view patients as objects of study rather than as human beings. What begins as an investigation into fascinatingly macabre volumes becomes a reflection on medical ethics, consent and mortality. Keep turning, World Ballet Day. Dancers doing combres while cooking and pirouetting around pets have proved a lockdown hit on social media. Now, ballet, beleaguered by COVID-19 restrictions, is tentatively returning. On Thursday, dancers will put even more of their lives online for World Ballet Day. The event was inaugurated in 2014 when five companies streamed their morning rehearsals across time zones, starting in Melbourne and finishing in San Francisco. Last year, 34 companies from Tokyo to Cape Town to Havana took part, watched by 315 million people. Dancers revealed their touring must-haves and gave sneak peeks of dressing rooms. Dame Darcy Bussell, a former principal of the Royal Ballet in Britain, taught her protégés. And the Bolshoi demonstrated Russian ballet at its best. Organisers say ballet is for everybody. There were classes for the visually impaired and Parkinson's disease sufferers. But with the world still in varying degrees of lockdown, plies by the kitchen sink are the closest many will get to performing. Kazakh in the USA, Borat's subsequent movie film. Does it count as foreign interference if a British comedian pretending to be a Kazakh journalist sways an American election? Fourteen years after Borat, a half-scripted, half-improvised mock documentary, Sasha Baron Cohen has regrown the bushy moustache of his most popular character, Borat Sagdiev, for a sequel, available on Amazon Prime Video. As before, Mr. Baron Cohen drives across America in the guise of his naive alter ego, playing pranks and baiting bigots as he goes. But this time, Borat is more political. Shot over the past year, the film covers QAnon conspiracy theories, far-right rallies, the hashtag MeToo movement, and the coronavirus pandemic. Borat disrupts a speech by Mike Pence, the vice president, and catches Rudy Giuliani, the president's lawyer, as he retires to a hotel bedroom with a much younger actress posing as a reporter. Mr. Baron Cohen does not just want viewers to laugh, he closes the film with an on-screen instruction. Now vote. Whiz Kids, Jean's Sculpt Mathematical Ability Studies on twins suggest that mathematical ability is about 60% heritable. Now, research in the journal PLOS Biology has mapped exactly how tiny changes in DNA bless some with mathematical wizardry and condemn others to relative innumeracy. Scientists sequenced the Robo-1 genes, a regulator of brain growth in utero, of 178 children aged between 3 and 6. Next, they scanned the children's brains and found that those with certain variants of Robo-1 had more grey matter in a particular brain region. Years later, children endowed with this greater brain volume scored higher in second-grade maths tests. There is, of course, no maths gene. The usual qualifiers about complex interactions between genes and environment apply. Nevertheless, the study illuminates the path from inscrutable DNA code to prenatal organ development and those inborn traits moulding people's lives. For those who struggle with numbers, things may be starting to add up. Fall Classic Baseball's World Series 
When Major League Baseball eventually began its coronavirus crimped season in July, the New York Yankees and the Los Angeles Dodgers looked the most likely to progress to the World Series, contested by the winning teams from North America's two biggest leagues. The Dodgers lived up to expectations, but there was always a chance that a shorter season would produce an upset, and their opponents in the World Series, the Tampa Bay Rays, are the scrappy underdogs who overcame the deep-pocketed Yankees in the playoffs. After the first two matches in the best-of-seven series, the teams are tied at 1-1 with further games this weekend. The Dodgers still look likely to emerge on top. They scored more home runs than any other team during the regular season and boasted the meanest pitching statistics. Perhaps most importantly of all, having contested two of the past three World Series, they have big match experience. Finally, here's the quote of the day from Jacques Barzan, who died on October 25th in 2012. Whoever wants to know the heart and mind of America had better learn baseball. That's it from the Economist Morning Briefing, available every weekday and on Saturdays. You can hear interviews and analysis from our journalists, including our current affairs podcast, The Intelligence, by searching for The Economist on your podcast app or asking your smart speaker to play the latest Economist radio podcast. And as a subscriber, you have access to each week's full edition in audio. Just download The Economist app on your mobile device to start listening.